Physicians help patients stay healthy, but who helps physicians build facilities where the care is provided? You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures, a nonprofit that drives cures to patients through repurposing current therapies for new uses. And my guest is John Driscoll, President of the Chicago-based company AlterCare, a family-owned company that plans, develops, finances, and manages outpatient healthcare facilities. John and I are discussing healthcare financing and alternative opportunities. John, welcome to ReachMD. My pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit about AlterCare, when it started, what its focus is, and what larger corporation you're a part of. It was founded almost 10 years ago in January of 1997. Bill Alter, who's the founding father of the Alter Group, our parent organization, met me at that time and wanted to diversify his real estate portfolio beyond his traditional commercial office building and industrial buildings he does around the country. So I was brought on board at that time to start up another investment portfolio for them, which would be medical facilities around the country. So we started up a separate company called AlterCare to market directly to the healthcare profession, and that's how it got started. To start out, did you buy facilities? Did you build them yourself? How did you get started as AlterCare? Well, the model from the Alter Group's perspective and the Alter families, they like to invest and develop as opposed to buy real estate. So all the uh, buildings we've done, we've built from the ground up. When we first started, we did a lot of projects on behalf of other owners, most of the time, which would be hospitals. And we did a large outpatient HIV center in Chicago, as an example. But after a few years, we got a pretty good reputation in the marketplace a good amount of work under our belt, and we started investing in medical facilities around the year 2000. And so since that point in time, we've been investing in all our buildings, which are new buildings from the ground up. And tell us a little bit about your background. What were you doing before you got involved in AlterCare? Well, I graduated as an architect and practiced for about 10 years. And at that point in time in my life, starting a new family with my wife, decided to move on from the profession and got involved in real estate development about 20 years ago. And at that time, the gentleman I worked for, amongst other things, was a trustee at a large academic medical center here in Chicago. And through his involvement of that institution, I got involved in related things with the institution as well, too, particularly with their real estate. And then over time, I ended up going to the hospital and working for them for a period of five years before we started AlterCare. And then once uh, leaving the institution, started AlterCare in 1997. So I got a gradual introduction to the healthcare profession over the last 20 years. So let's talk a little bit about alternative financing of healthcare facilities. Give us some idea of your experience and the kinds of things that you've done as part of AlterCare. Well, the experience I had is when I worked in the healthcare profession, it's a very capital-intensive business to be in, much like the auto industry as an example. And the demand for capital always exceeds the supply. So you always saw healthcare providers having a lot of demand for new facilities or new medical equipment or other aspects of their medical services that required a lot of money. And being a not-for-profit, they do generate some money for capital expenditures, but they're not a profit-oriented enterprise like a lot of private companies might be. So as a result, saying that, and by coincidence at the same time meeting Bill Alter in the mid to late 1990s, 
We talked about the opportunity for other companies to invest in real estate in the healthcare profession, thereby alleviating some of the pressure of the capital demands that healthcare providers have. Let's talk about it in terms that physicians could understand. So you do this alternate financing because a physician group or a hospital doesn't have money to invest. So who owns what and how are the arrangements made? Well, we own the real estate. That's our model because we like to invest in real estate. Most of our business has been through a hospital in a given community where they need another medical office building or an outpatient facility that has imaging services or oncology services, whatever the situation might be. So our typical mode of doing business with a hospital is we develop a building usually on their campus, and it's through a ground lease where we do not buy the land, but we lease the land over a long term. And that gives the hospital certain controls over how the building is used. And then we invest our money to create the building, and then we lease space in that building to physicians that are on the medical staff with that hospital or the hospital itself, quite frankly, that wants to deploy some services in an outpatient setting as well. So at the end of the day, we've created a new asset and more space on a hospital campus that's occupied by physicians as well as other medical providers providing outpatient services where the majority of growth is going with healthcare and has been for some time. And the hospital gets that asset on their grounds, but they've not had to spend any money in order to create that. That's our investment instead. Are there other names for this that people might recognize out in the business world? Not really. It's a very common model that you would see in the business world elsewhere, and um, it's really not an alternative source of financing. I mean, it's what's typically done in the real estate business and other types of uses around the country, be it an office building, industrial building, hotels or apartments or whatever the situation might be. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I'm speaking with John Driscoll, president of the Chicago-based company AlterCare, a family-owned company that plans, develops, finances, and manages outpatient health care facilities. We're talking about health care financing and some alternative opportunities that health care facilities can use to generate new real estate without paying for it up front. So what's unique about this alternative financing that AlterCare is doing? What are you doing differently than other people? Well, I think one benefit that we have, we're a privately held, privately owned company. It's the Alter family money, which we invest. And they're actually real people. Bill Alter is the chairman. Michael Alter, his son, is now president. They've had a very successful transition into second generation ownership. So we've been a stable, prosperous company for 50 years. And I think that differs a lot from what you see now in the healthcare real estate world, it's become a commodity where there's a lot of real estate investment trusts that have been created that are really dictated by the stock market and publicly traded companies. There's also institutional buyers as well, too, such as pension funds and so forth that are now investing in this type of real estate product as well, too. And I feel that one of the benefits we have is that we're real people investing our own money into real estate assets with a hospital. So I think that's one of the benefits, and it gives us some patience that we don't have to necessarily finish the building and fill it up immediately. A lot of hospitals look for a medical office building, as an example, 
is a way to recruit physicians over time, and that doesn't happen overnight. So it's not uncommon for a lot of our buildings we've had for four or five years, and it takes that long to fill them up because it takes that long to recruit physicians as well, too, into the community. As a physician or a hospital, am I also going to see a difference in who my landlord is and the kinds of services I get from a family-owned business versus one of those conglomerates? Well, there might be that situation as well, too. I think we're a hands-on company. We're personable, and people know us who are in our buildings and so forth. So I think we may add a little bit of value in that regard. I think more of the aspect is, though, that, again, you know, we've been a stable, privately held company for some time, and it's really our decision on what we do and how we do things. We're not dictated by other forces. And after the building is built, do you actually physically manage the building, or does the hospital or medical group take that over? No, we manage it as well, too. If you look at it from an investment standpoint, if you're putting your money into a real estate asset, you want to manage it to make sure it's performing the way you feel it should be. So we have our own asset management group within the Alter family of companies, and we manage our own buildings as well, too. So what should a healthcare provider or a hospital or medical group consider in looking at options for alternative financing besides what you've already told us about the family-owned business versus sort of the mega conglomerate? Well, I think uh, it's reputation is one, and the ability to work with institutions. If you keep in mind what we do, we're a privately held for-profit company, and you're in large part working with a community-based not-for-profit Those are different cultures, which can be complemented to one another, but they are different. So I think part of it is reputation as well, too, and also the patients that I mentioned before, that we can stay the test of time for a period of time in order for the building to be successful. The bottom line is we always have to remember that the real estate's there for a purpose, and it's not just as a real estate investment, but it's also to provide enhanced services and more accessible services for the community and for the provider. So tell us a little bit about the design of these buildings. Do you have any special expertise or things that you've learned over the last 10 years that makes your building special, more accessible, better for the physician and the patient? I think what you have to keep in mind with any building you design, it's a long-term asset, but it has to have a lot of flexibility. And I think just from access and parking and not only access from people coming from their homes to get medical services, but also in relationship to the hospital as well, too, because there's always that need from an outpatient setting to the inpatient and vice versa. So I think putting in flexibility over the long term, and that really gets back to more of a very simplistic, straightforward building, as opposed to one that may be designed by some design statement of the day. It's not that our buildings are unattractive, but they're more functional and they're more flexible because medical technology as well as services, will change over the near term. And our buildings have to be flexible in order to provide that. So you've been in business for 10 years. What's different in 2007 than there was in 1997 when you started? It's a very competitive environment, number one, which is good for the consumer. In our business, 10 years ago, there might have been a handful of companies that do what we do. Now there is more. And I think that's more of a reflection of the investment community wanting to invest in medical facilities. So the competition is always good for everybody. But I think, number two, we're getting into a very competitive stage with regards to physician services and their reimbursement. And I think that the relationship between the physician and the hospital is going through a certain transformation as a result. 
Why that's important from a real estate perspective is that both the physician and the hospital are typically tenants in our buildings. So we want to be sure we stay abreast of the profession and the challenges they face. How can a well-planned facility improve patient care and a physician's bottom line, and who finances it? I want to thank our guest, John Driscoll, president of the Chicago-based company AlterCare, a family-owned company that plans, develops, finances, and manages outpatient healthcare facilities, for talking to us about healthcare financing and alternative opportunities. I'm attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, President and Chief Science Officer of Partnership for Cures. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you can find our new on-demand and podcast features that will allow you access to our entire program library. And thank you for listening.